News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Turn uh, to Ukraine, which has accused Russian forces occupying a nuclear power plant of turning the plant into a military base capable of launching attacks. It comes as both sides accused each other of attacks at the site, uh, which is Europe's biggest nuclear power plant. Uh, we're joined by James Waterhouse, BBC's uh, Kiev correspondent. Uh, James, just bring us up to speed. What exactly is happening here? Well, we have a blame game, a game of claim and counterclaim, which has been going on for the past couple of weeks. And at the heart of it is, as you say, Europe's biggest nuclear power plant. It sits on the Dnipro River, which now represents the the focus of this war, a front line in the south spanning around 300 miles. Now, Russia is accused of nuclear terrorism, but on Russian state TV this morning, they accuse Ukraine of the same thing, nuclear terrorism. So I think we need to deal with what we know, which is that there have been reported rocket strikes around the site. And that, of course, has caused a number of concerns, not least from the, the West, but also the United Nations nuclear watchdog. Those concerns are around one of the six reactors getting hit or other facilities on the site. But there are also concerns from the Ukrainian side on just what the staff there are going through. They are, we're told, able to still do their jobs, uh, but some have been tortured, say the Ukrainians, kidnapped, beaten. So there are very, very obvious concerns here, and there are calls on both sides for international inspectors to be allowed access to the site. But it is very difficult to verify the claims of of, of these rocket attacks Uh, and establish just what is going on because of where it sits. And Russia has long been accused of using it as a shield from where to to launch longer-range missile attacks, safe in the knowledge that they won't be fired back on uh, because of the very, very real threat. Okay, so so what what is likely to happen? Uh, I mean, is there there any chance of of those calls that that you mentioned there actually uh, happening, or is it more likely that uh, this, this current impasse will continue? Well, there are reports that Russia has also said it is willing for nuclear inspectors to arrive, but the International Atomic Agency Authority needs a number of things to happen. It needs permission from Ukraine, which looks to be uh, which looks to be more straightforward. Ukraine has long called for that, but it also needs guarantees of safe passage, and that's where it gets difficult because. We've spoken to people that live in Enyahoda, the occupied city where this plant is, and they are experiencing shelling every day. From who it isn't clear, the concern from the West is that this is Russia attempting to create a false narrative once more. We've also seen the the Moscow-installed leader of the occupied Zaporizhia region sign a decree just now for a sham referendum on, on the issue of independence from the rest of Ukraine. So it's a real sensitivity. I don't think we are going to see any relaxation and hostilities along this front line. There isn't much troop movement because of the width of this river. It is really wide at this point. But Russia seems to be able to sustain quite consistent artillery fire across the river into territory that Ukraine still controls. So I think this is going to go on for some time. uh, And there are very risks around what the staff are going through, whether the, the site will get hit. Uh, and, you know, we one official actually thought it could be worse than the Chernobyl nuclear disaster of, of 1986, given the, the size of the plant. Oh, my God. 
uh, I, I'm presuming the the aforementioned nuclear agency uh, who are responsible for monitoring these things, I presume they're extremely concerned at what's happening. They really are. They they are extremely worried about a nuclear accident. Now, this, the Russians moved in in early March, and many will remember the site coming under attack then with uh, rockets landing that caused widespread alarm. This happened alongside the Chernobyl site to the north of Ukraine being occupied. That since has returned to Ukrainian control. But with the Russians moving in, they are accused of moving in around 500 soldiers. They're accused of storing ammunition and weapons right next to a cooling unit uh, of one of the reactors. Um, there is unverified footage of, of, of Russians mining the site, and moving vehicles around. And this is the, the problem with the dynamics of this war. It is very difficult to get access to these areas, not least for journalists, but also for people who live there who want to escape because uh, many have been smuggled out who, who try to. It's very difficult to move northwards. They talk of uh, quite an oppressive regime when the Russians move in. Uh, and to be honest, if we look at the Russian playbook for occupation, it's, it, it, it chimes right because they have occupied this territory. They're now taking steps to try and legitimise what they uh, have taken. It's what they did with Crimea in, in 2014. But what makes this part of the front line so unique is the very real nuclear threat. Now, I think we could well see inspectors make it there eventually, um, but whether it will return to Ukrainian hands, the Ukrainians still control the site, but the worry is that Russia will eventually tap it into their own uh, power supplies in the longer term. Okay, a deeply concerning situation all around. James Waterhouse, BBC's Kyiv uh, correspondent, uh, talking about that uh, Zaropisa uh, nuclear power plant uh, Let's hope common sense. Uh, thank you indeed for joining us, James. Let's hope it uh, in common sense prevails there. Absolutely. It's quite alarming to be thinking about how imminent something like that could potentially yeah, absolutely. be. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.